the only true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're uncool. She said that every living creature on Earth dies alone. Hey. It's bad dog Hope is a good thing. Maybe the best of things. And no good thing ever dies. I'm not The more you know who you are and what you want, the less you know. I've had a rough year, Dad. You want an unwritten life? I want an unwritten life. I just don't know what I'm supposed to be. I think you just gotta find something you love to do and then do it for the rest of your life. Conversation anyway. There's a mouse. I hope it's just a mouse. In the house. It is unfortunate that that rhymes. I'm pouring some water, so. Sorry, that's what you're hearing. I just thought it was a gigantic alcoholic beverage. Yep. That's what I need. But. Have you seen the mouse or have you seen the damage from the mouse? Um, so, <laughs> you know, I'm working last night and I hear this little noise. Um, usually it's just the dog. Um, her nails are kind of long and the floors are that like fake wooden so yeah. you'll hear tick 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 like and the dog's not often up in the middle of the night but uh she has been a few times so i think it's the dog i'm like did i leave my door open is the dog coming in and i turn around and there's this mirror sitting on my floor and in the mirror looking back at me i see the reflection of a rodent who quickly scurries away and goes under my door scares the absolute shit out of me <laughs> so um and of course it's pandemic so you know there's nothing open at two in the morning so i basically sat here like you know, freaking myself out for several hours about the fact that there's a rodent who's going to, like, scurry up my leg or something any minute. Eventually, I just barricaded myself in my room. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, I put a towel under the door. Like, I, I looked under the bed. I was like, well, I don't think it's in here. So, put a towel under the door, wedge something up against the towel. Um, so, I'm like, well, I'm just not going to leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> so, they make that stuff that you can put out that they eat, and then they just go off and die. Right. You should get some of that. I, I did. At okay. uh, 8 o'clock this morning, when I should have been sleeping. <laughs> I had to wait till everything was open. I went to Walmart and bought uh, the poison bait, uh, several different kinds of traps, <clears throat> because I really couldn't tell how big this thing was. Yeah. You know, I'm hoping it's just a mouse. It um, probably is. It looked, the fur looked very fine, but it was gray. So, um, yeah the mouse so yeah um so i set up 
a bunch of different traps in the kitchen, hoping that primarily it's going to be in the kitchen looking for food. I do know it got into the dog's food, the dog's food out of the bowl because there was dog food in the bathroom. Uh huh. So at some point it carried dog food into the bathroom and was sitting there eating. So <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's great. The bathroom is directly across from my room. So <laughs> now you'll never sleep again. No, it, it's been a really difficult. I've been sleeping in like short, short shifts. So because I'll, I'll like doze off and then I'll wake up terrified. So. But, like, it's not going to come near you. Like, it's not going to come to you, at you. It's going to try to eat your crumbs. I mean, it could crawl up on the bed. And and then see you and be like, oh, no, run away, giant person. I mean, unless it's like a rabid mouse or something. Like, I mean, you, know how anxi- you know how anxiety works, man. Come on. <laughs> I just pictured a rabid mouse, and it was a very fun picture. <laughs> I Look, I know it's ridiculous. But, like, that doesn't stop my brain from, like, doing that thing that it does when I lay down. I know, I know. So, um, I should have taken, like, some Benadryl or something just to knock me out. But then I was worried I just wouldn't wake up. So, um, and I'd wind up sleeping until, like, four or five. And I didn't want to do that. So, uh, so, yeah, I'm a little groggy and sleep deprived and all of that nonsense perfect demeanor for a two-day delayed podcast recording yeah yeah i didn't really sleep yesterday because uh the fools two houses over from me hired some people to come cut down trees which i know you cut down trees in the middle of the day that's when you're supposed to do it or early morning ish but oh my god, man! When you're a day sleeper, it's the world is not for you, man. It's just not. <laughs> well, I um, that's funny. I just uh, like I were so um, so news on my front. Katie got a job today, which is great. Um, but that means that, that we. Is can- a- it means we can cut down trees now. <laughs> so what I have learned is I'm going to consult with my neighbor who lives closest to those trees to be like, hey, we got to do this and we're, we can now. So when would be a good time for you guys as well? <laughs> oh, I'm glad I could provide some information. So. Maybe, maybe I'll be nicer to them than your neighbors were to you. I, I'm to be fair, I'm only upset at the situation like, at no point was I like, I can't believe they're doing this. Like, yeah. It's more just like, I can't believe this is happening to me. <laughs> so, so, that makes sense. And then you have a mouse, and then tonight it'll be an owl who's trying to eat the mouse. There, is, there are several owls in the neighborhood. I see them, I hear them mostly when I walk at night. Um, cause I'll take short breaks and walk while I'm working. I did see one one time catch, I don't think it was a mouse. I think it was a chipmunk. Um, oh no, was, 
Not a chimp. The, yeah, I saw this little chipmunk like scurrying down the road, and then the biggest white owl I've ever seen in my life <laughs> dropped down out of a tree, grabbed it, and just shot straight back up. And I was like, "Well, fuck! <laughs> what was had, that?" It probably escaped the bird did from the um. Gosh, what I can't think of the name of it. What's the big uh, park with like the butterfly guard? Callaway Gardens. It probably yes. escaped from like the the wild birds exhibit at Callaway Gardens <laughs> and lives in your neighborhood. A, I mean, giant a white owl? owl? Yeah. Like that's that's not what you see around here. You know, you see those like uh, brownish. You know, like I guess barn owls or something yeah. like that. This thing was huge though. <laughs> it could have picked up the dog. That's so we have like a whole like group of chipmunks that live in our like our yard front and back. Like we have one, they all have little names, like not like real name. Like one of them is a blonde chipmunk because they are blonde colored chipmunks. So we call it Blondie. And then we have Stripe because he's got obviously he's got a big stripe. And um and and so we have all these different chipmunks around. But my greatest fear, and I see them all the time is that one day I'm going to be looking at them just peacefully and like so happy to see them. And then some bird is just going to come out of nowhere or a snake is going to come out of nowhere yeah. and just end their life. And that I think about that a lot and it worries me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I don't have the attachment to the critters I see around here. Um, mostly I'm just like, uh, <laughs> that's one less thing that's going to like scare the crap out of me. So it well, didn't bother me. So can we change? So two things. One thing is I have a hard stop at three because um, Ezra will be home. And yesterday I had to work until five suddenly. So my normal day came at, came a 12 hour day and he couldn't come in the garage. And it was very rough for him. Blah, 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 blah. I'm a, I'm a sucker. Um, but he gets home at three. So I'll have to let him in the garage to hang out then. Um, so just to let you know that. So that is what leads me to saying, can we talk about the Spider-Man trailer? <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Why do you like it so much? <laughs> why, why do you not like it? Well, because it's like, uh, how many times have I seen his girlfriend fall off a building and the hands reach and blah, blah, blah. And like, ugh. ugh. <laughs> then like, like, I get Spider-Man 3 is getting reevaluated to some degree and people like it a little more than they did when it came out. But I don't know that I care about any of this amount of villains coming in. And I hope that's I hope it's good. I want it to be good. I want to be clear. I'm not pessimistic to that level. But I watched the trailer and I'm like, I don't know, maybe we could have done like Peter's trying to go to college and stop some. Yeah, but they're never going to do they're never going to do that. Well, no. So like they could have done it. But then there's like one villain in town while he's applying for college. Oh no, they absolutely I'm with you. They absolutely could have. They could have Spider-Man 2'd the whole situation, <laughs> but they didn't. You know. Um I I I wish we would get that kind of Spider-Man movie, but maybe I'm I'm just gonna use Kevin Feige as the person, you know. I know he doesn't control everything, but he kinda does. So right. Um, maybe Feige was like, we've gotten those Spider-Man movies. Those exist. Let's do something different. Um, I don't know. I, I just, I really am excited for like, how many villains can we get in one movie? You know, when has that ever been the solution, Logan? 
It hasn't. But when has Kevin Foggy ever been running the show for that premise? <laughs> for a bunch of movies, you always go, yeah, it was fine. <laughs> no, Spider-Man 2 is maybe the best, well, definitely the best non-Marvel cinematic superhero movie ever made. So, I have a huge affinity for uh, Alfred Molina as Dr. Octopus. So, already, I'm just like, yes, 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 give me more. Can it just be Dr. Octopus? (laughs) Let him be old, though. I don't, I see his CGI face and I'm like, no, I don't want to see it. (laughs) Yeah, but that doesn't really work for the, and, and, and it has to set up. All the other stuff too because that's what marvel movies do you know it's 30 minutes of their movie and then an hour of setting up the future of the marvel universe <laughs> so yeah, yeah. so I, I it think just so, it looks fun so i'm gonna say just like for for marie honestly because she just tweeted us the other day hi marie and jacob um but this is total spoiler speculation, and I can't imagine she's not seen any of this on Twitter, but I'm going to like throw like a spoiler warning for speculation because we don't know any answers, and I have not sought out like the Reddit spoiler threads for this movie or anything. Um, oh, your, your cousin texted them to me all night. <laughs> so. Oh, man. I just – so so we're going we're gonna to talk about what people think's coming in this movie um what twitter is saying i'm gonna say i'm gonna say i'm keeping my bubble in the twitter bubble um but the theory like so the theory is of course like so spoiler alert marie if you don't want to hear speculation but you've probably seen it and heard it anyway because everyone's talking about how they're not talking about this (laughs) um but okay so spoiler warning um but like there is like a level of when if they get the other two guys if the other two guys are in it like everyone seems to know that they are in it um then that's going to be something different than what we're looking at, even if it is the last ten minutes of the movie, right, or whatever. The big, if the big CGI gobbledygook is those guys showing up, right, then then that's going to be really cool. Um, but like, what is the movie that comes before that that earns that? And I say that to say, Spider-Man, uh, the the into the multiverse, like. It had all the different Spider-Men, right? But you got invested with them before the gobbledygook at the end? Like, in their interaction with Miles? So, like, I would, I hope that we, I really, my hope is that there is, like, a character element to this. That that Tom Holland gets to interact with these guys so they're working together means more than, oh, you guys have a relationship with these different Spider-Men. Enjoy them together. I guess that's that's a big part of this for me is it feels like they're not coming in till the end. And I really just want to care about all of them. And I don't, I, I'm like, I just don't feel like I'm going to care. That's what I, I think I'm going to go spectacle. Cool. Done. And, and well, but that's my, exactly what I'm going to do. Cause I don't have the, the like love, love for Spider-Man that a lot of people do. I'm just like, Oh, cool. Spider-Man. But like, does, did it not like you, you liked multiverse though. Right. Spider oh, into into the Spider Verse. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was that was a very very good like Spider Man story superhero movie. It's fun. It's funny. It's it's something I've seen maybe twice. It's not something that 
like artistically, I think it is one of the best ever made. I don't necessarily care deeply about those characters. Man, so okay, so that's fair. That 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 explains our differences here, because like some of it, like the elements of difference, because Miles saying goodbye to those guys as he's gonna save the day, right? Like that, that's a meaningful moment for me as I watch it. I'm like, Miles is growing up in this moment. Uh, Peter, the 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 new girl, Peter is uh, Jake Johnson. He's like gonna go off and he's gonna, you know, do his like. There's all these different things. Losing Gwen means something to Miles. Like all these different things are happening and they mean something. And it also looks really cool. And and I'm and I just feel like I'm afraid it's just gonna look really cool. <laughs> And despite and despite what people say about like the last half hour of a Marvel movie with the CGI mess, like I like the CGI mess. I just watched Shang Chi a couple of days ago, um, and like really love all that craziness at the end of that movie. Thought that I was see, a, a lot of people complained about that, but to your point, I think that movie earns all of that nonsense, like every yeah. single benefit. <laughs> exactly. So I always am good with the nonsense when it's earned because I'm like, okay, cool. We got here and they have to do the big thing, but the big thing means this to them and that's good. And so my my fear is that they're able to keep those extra Spider-Men out of the trailer because they're not in the movie much. Therefore, they're just a deus ex machina to just show up and help save the day. And it's like, Cool audience means something to you. Tom Holland's like, oh, it's another me. Weird. Fight, 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 fight. Bye, guys. End of movie. That sounds terrible. One second. Okay. It's the mouse. It's come to eat Logan. Should I vamp? Nope. <laughs> Maria, I hope you're doing well out there. I hope you're watching good I'm, things. I'm back. I'm sorry. Oh, that's a, that was just awesome. knocking on my door. I thought maybe we caught the mouse. <laughs> <laughs> was that a uh, negative though? No mouse. Yeah, no mouse. Just uh, her taking off and the dog wanting to come sitting here with me. So also about this trailer, you are very excited about like save the villain plot line. Yes. I watched it a couple times. I don't feel that very strongly the way that you seem to feel that. Um, mostly just the Dr. Octopus as uh, a good guy. I, I don't know. I, I never really cared about that character until Spider-Man 2. Um, I, but I don't care about most Spider-Man characters. Like, I, I don't want to say care, but I, I don't have that connection. I just never have with the Spider-Man universe. Um, but he kind of became uh, a Magneto-type character in Spider-Man 2 for me, where I'm like, oh, so, like, yeah, he's not a bad guy. He's just not, he's kind of misguided, and, like, so I just kind of connected with that. So having Melina back and 
like that plot line that they seem to be doing like it 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 excites me so I mean, we'll we'll see we'll see in december or well, you might see in december i don't know if i'll see in december <laughs> that's, that's i don't know when i'll see it but um hopefully december um i may like <laughs> you're gonna get a hazmat suit and go see this movie i may take like a day off and go see like a 12 o'clock on a Tuesday or something. Not Tuesday. That's like stimulus day, like on Monday or something yeah. um, before the holiday really hits. Um, I may do that, but, um, our gear yeah. Clorox wipes, um, long sleeves. Yep. <laughs> it, it's possible. You know, you'll look like, a um, one of those OCD people, but I mean, who cares? Oh, yeah, I definitely don't care. No one will recognize me. So, I, <laughs> you know, so what difference does it make? Um, um, did you, so how many times did you see the trailer? I've watched it three times. Okay, there are two different Green Goblins in that trailer. So I've seen this kind of sussed out on Twitter, and it seems like the official and unofficial word is that second one is Defoe with a hood on. Um, and not okay. with the mask on, and that is just Defoe. So, like, they are, they seemed, it sounds like, because the question got asked, like, hey, is that Franco? Like, which is a little problematic. So they had to sort of answer. So it, it got the vibe that they answered that. So there was no Franco question. Um, and so, but of course, they're lying about everything else, so who the heck knows? Yeah. <laughs> I the, the Going back to the all the Spider-Men showing up thing, the the one thing is that so toby mcguire isn't out there talking about anything because he ain't uh, got to do right andrew garfield's promoting another movie and keeps having to deny the rumors but there's been no statement by marvel officially saying there are no other spider-men in this movie right which is the problem. Like, that's why it's just like, okay, well, we know the actors have to deny it because you put it in their contracts that they're not allowed to discuss anything. But you guys won't even say, yeah, no, there's, they're, they're not in this movie. This is not going to be like, there's no damage control going on. So that's the only thing that I'm like, there's definitely other people in this movie. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't really have any issue. I have more issue with the fan reaction to the marketing than the marketing itself. <laughs> like, does that make like I don't care? Yeah. Secret. Like, you know what? The biggest mistake of Thor Ragnarok will always be, which is hands down, and I think far and away my favorite Marvel movie. The biggest mistake of that movie, except for the fact that that's how they got butts in seats, is showing the Hulk in the trailer. Oh yeah, if you uh, did not know that was coming. Holy shit, man. <laughs> the problem is, I think, like, me and our friend Eric were the only two people thrilled to see another Hulk movie after The Dark World. And so you, you had, like, I get why I get why they had to do it. But that was a huge mistake, in my opinion. Um, and that, That's and, not the first time they've done that with the Hulk, though. Like, they've kind of spoiled his biggest moments <laughs> throughout the MCU. And you know what? Again, like, it just is what it is. So to, to me, though, I look at this and I'm like, man, this is like good for them. Like, I wish, honestly, I, I, I wish they weren't putting stuff in the 
in in the posters and i wish that we hadn't seen all the other like i wish i had not seen jamie fox um i wish i had not seen uh the sandman face i wish i i wish i had not seen those things because that would have been like that would have been wild like if i got to be surprised by the spectacle right if the if the whole thing comes down to spectacle i would have i would have rather been surprised i like think if, if kevin foggy had his way that we would just think that this is a movie about spider-man and Doctor Strange. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Do you still and, think Strange is a bad guy? Yes. I think this trailer did work to make you not think that. That's all I'm like. I'm not saying I agree with and, it. But I think it tried and, to make it not feel that way. Until he tells Peter that these people have to die. I don't know. He's a doctor. It's sort of clinical. I don't. That doesn't really. That doesn't help me think he's a villain. I still think he's a villain, don't get me wrong, but that's not adding to it or taking yeah. it away. I do think they try to up the, like, no, it's Doctor Strange. Like, it's really Doctor Strange. But then, you know, Peter seems to be arguing, and I'm just like, ah, I don't know. Like, this could be some otherworldly villain, like, I don't know, trapping souls. Like, some weird nonsense. Like, who knows, man? I mean, it, it, I mean, yeah. I mean, I would love it though. Like, just imagine Spider Ham. This little cartoon Spider Ham comes through that those purple rifts in the sky. That'd be fun. I mean, yes, that would be fun. Um, so in my brief little like answer in the door, I was thinking about it, and you talking about it earning the the team up aspect of it. Yeah, uh, you are right. Uh, Definitely, because I, I was thinking about uh, Avengers um, mm -hmm. and how if we don't have all of those characters like earned when they show up at the end to fight Thanos. Yeah, it, it really doesn't mean the damn thing. Like you're just like, oh, great. Here's a bunch of like CGI nonsense. <laughs> it's only good because all of that has been earned. And, and here's the thing. Do you, so there's always been a complaint upon, among comic book people, myself included. Like, I'm not above this complaint that, like, every time there's a team up book, the people have to meet. They have to have some sort of conflict and they have to figure out they need to team up and then they team up at the end. Right. But the reason is, like, functionally on a story level is the book needs to stand on its own. And the way to do that is not to say for 40 years you've known these people. So now... You know that they're going to do these things and they're just automatically friends, right? Unless the book starts that way, right? Um, and with them being friends or being allies or whatever. If the book is they meet and then they do the thing together, then they're going to have to have, like, you have to earn them teaming up at the end being worthwhile, which is what the first Avengers movie does, which is generally liked by people, right? I think I'm like, like it less than everybody. And, like, people love that first Avengers movie, but they all meet, they fight, then they team up at the end. And so my thing is, like, where's Tom meeting and earning that team up? Where is it happening? I don't think it's happening. I just don't. I think they're going to go. I think the cheat is you people in the audience, you know these people. So you so that's what earns yeah. this. That's not that. That is a, such a meta cynical building of it. Yeah, that's a makes total it, cop out. Yeah. It makes me nervous. And, and I think that's what's happening is I'm looking at this going like, 
I don't know why it just doesn't feel good. Like something I want all of it. The the Spider Verse. I love Spider Verse. Love Spider Verse. I don't mind any of the cross promotion. I don't mind the extra people. But I just want it to be good, and it feel something feels weird, man. Something feels rotten in Denmark. I don't know. Um. Yeah, I, I can see that. I I guess really for me it just falls to I don't have the the deep deep connection with any of these characters outside of like Alfred Molina specifically as Doctor Octopus to to like. If it's a mess, it's a mess. If it's great, fantastic. If it's, as long as it's fun, I'm just like, oh, then that's, because like, a lot of people hate on a lot of Spider-Man movies, and there's not a one of them that I actively hated. Like, I had a decent time with all of them. So, you know, even Spider-Man, Raimi, Spider-Man 3, like, it's a mess, but like, I didn't walk out going like, oh, now, the X-Men movies, yes, I will do that thing and get on my high horse and just be like, let me tell you all how you fucked. <laughs> um, the best part is about what you just did, Logan, is that you started yelling and shot out the F word and then your audio went quiet and it was like you broke the Internet. I think you're still quiet. If you can hear me, sir, I cannot hear you. Hello? This is one for the record books. Hello? I'm gonna text you that I can't hear you. I think I think he got my text. I got a text. Fuck this week, man. <laughs> oh my god. The be- I mean, truly the best part. I have no idea what ended up getting saved because of how Skype does. But you definitely went. I don't know what the fuck, and then it like <laughs> cut off. Like, Mike was like, don't remind them. Stop. <laughs> yeah, Disney slash Marvel doesn't want us discussing this. Right, um, I, I got to ask you about something, unless you want to talk more about superheroes. No, 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 no. What's happening in mm. a Lucasfilm? Um, okay. It, so here's my, I'm going to say this, then you talk all you want. So they keep pumping out TV shows. And, they, and they're going to keep pumping out TV shows. The claim I keep hearing is that it's too hard to make these movies and, like, satisfy all the story people. But movies are an hour and a half to two hours. I'm, I, you know, obviously longer because it's Star Wars. But, like, two hours. They're not a whole TV show. Why is it harder? What's happening? Um. So, I, first I'm going to say that it took Disney a little over a decade to figure out what George Lucas had already figured out. And that's that the, hate me all you want. The future of star Wars after the prequels was, and always should have been on television. Period. (laughs) He knew that he was going to make more movies, but people were going to hate those movies. And he realized that and sold the company. (laughs) So, 
Star Wars should be on TV. It, it should be episodic. That's what it is. And it works. So I I do want to see more movies. I do want to see the uh, uh, Rogue Squadron movie. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Give me more TV shows, man. Um, also, I don't have anything against Kathleen Kennedy, but she should have been let go. I I don't think I agree with that, but I think I don't care. Like, I don't care about Kathleen Kennedy in the middle of this. Like, does that make? I don't know if that makes any sense because, like, we got I think we got, about it in terms of like uh, team sports. Uh-huh. When things aren't really working and coming together, and you start with the head coach, you got to get a new head coach. So. My my thing is like there's three prongs, three major prongs. There's other smaller prongs, but three major prongs to this, right? There's there's television, there's film, and there's parks. And I got to go to Galaxy's Edge this year, and parks that's that's just working. <laughs> it's working, <laughs> and and and, and and expanding too, right? They're adding more. I yes, and I don't. I know besides the the Starfleet thing, which just looks just just not Starfleet. It's Star Trek, I think. But the the whole space cruiser thing, the the resort that's like you're in space, it's supposed to be incredible. Um, but and, and I heard there's more stuff. I don't really pay a huge amount of attention to what's happening there until there's like pictures for me to look at of real things. Um, but so that's working, which means merchandise is working because they sell so much stuff there. Um, TV, man, I, I can't argue you. TV is great. Ahsoka, top three Star Wars characters of all time, and that's all to do with TV, and is going to continue on TV. Um, they're going to bring my Ezra Bridger back. I just know it. I feel it. I can't wait for it. Um, but just TV, I like the Bad Batch. Thought it worked out pretty well in the end of the season. A lot of episodic stuff there, which is a little, like, we could feel more, like, not, you know, problem of the weekish, but that's fine. Next season, it's how these things work. It'll just grow. But all that's good. Movies... Rogue One's great, and 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 last and Jedi Solo's great. pretty good. <laughs> Solo, Solo's really underrated. It annoys me so much how many people don't like Solo or, or think they don't like Solo and just haven't even. You wouldn't even. You could believe because you have regular coworkers. Uh, like people like I don't love, I don't want that. You didn't see it. You don't know. Yeah. I mean, there there are parts of it just like the Last Jedi. It's like yeah, that doesn't really work. It's very forced and shoehorned and. Um, yeah, I, I get that, but like, just from a story structure, like it, it works, like the movie works, like there's no major missteps. There's like, it flows, like the characters are all there. Everything makes sense. Um, and uh, actually recently in the comics, uh, you know, they're doing the gap between, uh, Empire and Jedi and, uh, Lando is flying the Falcon and he keeps talking to L7. And, and so, it's right. <laughs> so so the comics are a smaller another one of those smaller prongs, but like I I stopped buying the comics for a little bit in physical form and then went and then kind of got a bug in my head and went, I'm gonna I gotta fill up the gaps and you can't get them. Like you can get some of them, but you can't get you can't just go to the comic book store and pick them up because they sell out. And and like that's impressive. So you so 
but you have controversy online, TM, <laughs> and and that is Kathleen Kennedy's issue. And and so these movies do get canceled, but I know they're trying to avoid what happened with Solo again, and what and to some degree what happened with Rogue One, um, and and that's fine. But she's doing overall her grade is probably like a B plus A minus for Disney. So to me, and the the books are good, dude. The books are so good, and so there's stuff like that that are, that's happening. That I just don't put it all on her. What I think is amazing is that as a movie producer, she's got everything else so right, and the movie thing is what seems to be struggling. <laughs> yeah. And it, so to, to me, that's when I go, you need you need to like you need Kathleen Kennedy and you need some more people too. <laughs> like <laughs> we like get a couple more. Like I, I think like if you give give the TV to 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 um what's his name? Five 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 five. Can't, can't say oh, name. John Favreau and Dave Filoni, man. Like, I would say Filoni, but Filoni is the guy I'm like, put him on the movies. Like, yeah, yeah. He needs to do something different, in my opinion, because there there will be a sameness to this if this keeps going. Um, and so he needs to do the movies and and be in charge of new people doing new things. Man, the High Republic book stuff is so good. I would love to see. I know we're going to get a TV show from that, and and so like, but I, I would love to like let's go it's down. A shame that. the comics are so bad. Those High Republic comics are terrible. The books, though, man, and I agree. I've like I've tried to read the comics. And I'm kind of like, oh gosh, I know I'm going to like do this, but it's going to be a labor of uh, weird need. Yeah. <laughs> And and so, uh, but the books themselves are so good, and it's and so I don't know, man. I just I feel like maybe she just needs like more people because there's so much going on. Uh, but I don't think she needs to be replaced. Yeah, but, and that makes it uh, like truly. I was only looking at it from a like, okay, well something's wrong with the team, so we start from the top and work our way down. So yeah. we need a new head coach. Um, and bring George back. <laughs> no, <laughs> it, it, it makes my stomach turn that the people that really, truly ran this dude away with like torches and pitchforks <laughs> were like seven years in going like bring George Lucas back. <laughs> like, what the fuck assholes? <laughs> yeah, I definitely have this you whole forced thing him to sell his baby. Because he didn't want to deal with you, and you're like, please come back. Like, no, he had enough of this abusive relationship. Yeah, it's definitely like he, they they hit their their significant other, and then said, "Baby, don't leave me." <laughs> yes. Um, like, no, you get what you get. Like, you abused the person that was giving you everything. They left, and now you just get what you get. This is the Star Wars you deserve. It's incredible. It's incredible. <laughs> Um, I don't, I, I honestly, if we never saw another Star Wars movie, I'd be okay. That's fair. We better get some good TV shows, though. I mean, it's been pretty good so far. Yeah, I mean, you're right. You're right. I mean. So, you know, and, yeah. and that, uh, the, what, what is the, the thing that they film on? The, um. Gosh, if you, oh, it's like a, it's a cool word. Yeah. That like the foundation, the. I, don't, I know what you're talking about. Yes, the the, the CGI like surround sound screen. Yeah, it, they seem to only be getting better with it to the point that like, is it like Marvel using that technology now too? I believe so, and 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 then I and video games are doing some stuff in it too to like help right. 
render their animated characters and stuff. So, yeah, you know, I, I don't, I think once they get to where the, like you can make a movie in that environment and it be like just a full on movie in that environment and it be, uh, like truly, truly good and look fantastic then then maybe we'll see them start pumping out movies like they said they were going to do. Um, I always thought that we're going to have a new Star Wars movie every year was a bit of a giant reach. Like, just like, yeah, man, but you ain't really dealt with this kind of fandom before. This shit is toxic. <laughs> like, like it's bad. So, and, and it bit them in the ass. Well, let me just say this. As a kicker to all this Spider-Man and Star Wars conversation, they just released a new Matrix Resurrections poster, and I'm gonna be honest, it's not the greatest poster I ever saw, but it makes me more tingly than all of this stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see, it, as somebody who patently denies the existence of two other Matrix movies, I'm very excited to see what uh, the lone Wachowski can do with. Uh, with this this version of what we're getting so I've, I've been and by and this is going to sound more dramatic than it is so i went on ebay and bought a bunch of books by david mitchell who's the guy who wrote cloud atlas the book um that the movie was based on but he is also a co-writer um it's lana right lana's making matrix the new i'm movie. pretty so, sure it's lana um and and so so David Mitchell co-wrote The Matrix with Lana, this new one. Um, and so I was just and I watched this hour long talk with um, Tom uh, Tickfer, Tickfer, Tickfer yes. and and Lana and David Mitchell and somebody else who I can't remember now. But they're all talking about kind of making this movie and their thoughts on making movies and stuff. And David Mitchell is a fascinating person to like listen to. But but a big through line was like the way he thinks about telling stories is a big part of this movie. So I was like, before The Matrix comes out, I'm going to finally read some David Mitchell. So I read one of his books, um, which I really enjoyed. It's kind of like a ghost haunted house kind of story. Really cool time skipping souls kind of carrying on um, kind of thing. Uh, I'm, I'm about a third of the way through Cloud Atlas, which is uh, just fantastic. Such a good book so far. And I love that movie, like deeply, deeply love that movie. Um, but I'm getting a feel for the sort of soul transference thing that David Mitchell apparently does in a lot of his books. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is going to be wild. Like, I'm just ready. I'm so ready. You know what I'm not reading, though? I'm not reading Spider-Man comic books. Just saying. <laughs> um, yeah, I, um, I am excited for that. I think Cloud Outlet, like, did you see that Tom Hanks recently said that that's, he puts that in his top, like, favorite movies that he's ever made? Um, yeah, I did. I like, of course, went in and read all the quotes because I was like, "What did he say about my movie?" Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's yeah, it, it's such a. It kills me. You don't like Speed Racer more. Um, I'm revisiting Speed Racer before Matrix comes out, just to let you know. Okay. Um, it, it, but Cloud Atlas was such a reach, right? Like it's oh, so yeah. like fucking weird, man. Like, and not in the way that like Speed Racer and uh, the dog prince movie thing that Jupiter they made sending better yeah. respects <laughs> those movies very much have their like roots in of course the anime manga stuff 
like but cloud atlas is like next level like it's it's like the matrix you know it's like you're thinking on a whole different plane you know um so that they're still in that the wachowskis they keep working with the same people so i think that says something about who they are you know because that doesn't happen if you're just shitty people so yeah no i agree and i Did I lose you again? You're muted. How'd I get muted? I don't know. <laughs> I was like, did I lose the connection again? I looked down and said, Spencer Howard is muted. <laughs> no, I'm I'm here. Um, oh, fuck this week. So, but so, so one of the things that that like those other movies that they've made were very much like anime comic book visual mediums um inspired in in speed racer obviously is a, like it's an interpretation of, of a cartoon an anime cartoon show um and so but cloud atlas is like they took a the format of the book which is identical like by the way i'm reading this book and it's identical format like there's one chat you're in the middle of a chapter in the middle of a sentence and the chapter ends and you go into the next whole other story in time like you, you turn the page and it's like, what just happened? I was in the middle of a sentence I was very involved in, and now I'm in a whole other century. Um, and um, so it's like they're playing with, they were playing with like literary elements, just like what's words on the page. And there's a lot of talk about that in that hour long talk. Um, and so I'm like, I'm really very curious, like how they're going, how is the Matrix Resurrection gonna feel like a book? Like that's what I'm so fascinated by. Um, and very excited for that sounds different and new even though it's the fourth movie or, or second movie depending on how you look at it <laughs> I, I, if they learned anything from or just as a group of people learned anything from the second and third matrix movies that may or may not exist it's to not play it safe like there's some ideas in those movies that are like mind-bending and like crazy but Really, those movies just feel like studio movies. Like it, they're, it's a bunch of you know fights, and it's just they're kind of messy. And the ideas were far-reaching, but like the way they were doing the movie just felt very basic. Like they they weren't trying anything new. And after those two movies, it seems like everything they've done has been like, yeah, let's not do what we did before. Let's do something different. Let's do it different. Let's be, let's try to expand the medium. Like if it fails, it fails. If it, if it works, then great. And I'm all for that. Like keep doing that. I would rather see an interesting failure, like financial failure, like Cloud Atlas, than rewatch you know it, some basic matrix sequel so no I, I agree i agree totally and i'm excited to see what it is um i will be wearing a hazmat suit to that one in the theater even though i can watch it at home I'm <laughs> i was about to say you can watch it at home. So this is my decision 
I've decided I'm going to watch it because they, they released them in like at 7 p.m. or 6 p.m. or something. They, they released them on Thursday evening on HBO Max. Yeah. Um, and so I'm going to watch it at home that way then. And if I love it, then some point the next week I'm going to go and see it in a theater as well. So when do you show Ezra the Matrix? Oh, man, it probably, I don't know, 14 or so maybe. Okay. It depends on how mature he is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because because here's the thing about his maturity is very similar to mine in a lot of ways. His life isn't as damaging, so he hasn't grown up quite as fast. <laughs> but but he this is the kind of thing that would have gotten in my head at a young age and stayed with me in a negative way, sort of like Terminator 2. Um, and so I don't want to show it to him too early where the concepts do something not positive. Yeah. Even I- if he loves the movie. Right. <laughs> he, he goes to sleep every night and dreams that his life isn't real. And you're like, that is not what I wanted. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. And so that that's my only concern. Um, so so we'll but I feel like high school for sure. Um, but but I don't know if it's like freshman or sophomore year yet. I don't yeah. know. Cool. Um, but I also we're like really uh, intentional with our uh, gun kind of communication and like what's good about guns or not good about guns and that sort of thing. Um, and so like, I feel like I need him at a really sensible age to understand that, yes, this is super cool in this movie context, but it doesn't cross that barrier in any way. Yeah, You do not ever enter a building with an assault rifle. Period. Right. <laughs> and, and anyone that carries an assault rifle is not inherently cool, you know, like yeah. that's that because, you know, most of those folks are trying to turn over the entire government. Um, and so uh, let's keep that in mind. Um, and so, um, yeah, I don't know. I think there's weird things to think about. But I saw it when I was in middle school. That's when I would have seen it. I would have seen it in eighth grade. Um, and and so. um so I think that's about that's a good age, eight, eighth, ninth grade. Just depends on kind of where he's at and who, how sensitive he is, because he just he's still a combination of me and Katie. And I think Katie at that age would not have been super into it. Uh, not not because of the con like it would have been emotionally difficult because it's a, a lot of trauma in that movie, a lot of violence and stuff. So, yeah, so I have to see who he grows into. Yeah, that's things I'll never have to worry about. <laughs> Ask me a simple question, get a complicated answer. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't even have thought that, but I guess if it was my kid, maybe it, just as everybody's uncle, I'm just like, hey, I really think this is a cool movie. You want to watch it? I'm like, oh, wait, you just fucked up my kid for life. Like, oh, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, except I don't get to escape, and that's the difference, but. Um, yeah. He he might enjoy Speed Racer. There is some language in that movie, though. That is the thought, though, is I was actually thinking of playing it with him because I think he'd like it. Um, the language doesn't bother me because he doesn't really face him because he doesn't. We're, we're pretty good. Like, we don't even intentionally try to be, you know, pilgrimy about it. But we're like, we're pretty good with our language around him. And mm. so it doesn't phase him when he hears it because he doesn't even understand that it's something to pay attention to like as a bad word yeah it's the only thing about the movie that i'm just like you really could have just not had any bad language in the movie you know and it's not terrible like there's a line where he says get that weak shit off my track um and there's one more and i'm just like you could have just done without it so Man, but otherwise i think movies, it's great the marvel movies are like terrible with the yeah. shit word like they say yeah. shit so much 
and it's it's like a Kevin Smith movie saying the f bomb. <laughs> and it's starting to feel like a little kid who just learned he could curse, and yes. his parents aren't around, and they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna say it as much as possible." Like you could just tone it down, dude. And, like, and it's one of those things I never noticed until I had a kid, and I was like, "I know he'd like this, but I'm like." I'm not doing it. Like, I'm not going to push it if he doesn't want me to push it because the Star Wars movies don't swear. Yeah. Well, there's some hells and dams every now and then. Yeah, but usually while things are exploding, so it doesn't even register. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Well, he'll be home in five minutes. So <laughs> eventually we'll record the first episode of our new podcast. <laughs> We're going to do an intro episode and then a first episode. Yes. Yeah. Do you want to do you want to mark down? Um, let me think next Monday. Yeah, I'm free next Monday. Do you want to mark down next Monday to try to record something either way? Yeah, even if it's just uh, the 15 minute intro episode. So cool. then that way I can go ahead and work on getting like the feed set up and all that. I'll talk to Elizabeth about uh, a logo. I got to send her some money when I get paid. So awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, well, this has been yeah. good. Good to yeah. Despite technical difficulties, so we made it, and life won't keep us down. <laughs> I really just want to go to bed and sleep for like three days, but I won't. So because you don't want an uninvited cuddle buddy. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be fine. It's probably gone now. You scared it away. No, I mean it's in the house somewhere. <laughs> well, your your stuff you got, we'll get it. Keep if you can text me. I want to know. I'm going to send you a picture. Oh, perfect. Can't <laughs> wait. All right. Well, tell Ezra I said hey. I will. Have a good day, man. All right. Bye. Bye.